At Calvary, uh, this is Pastor Mark for your Friday devotionals. You can see behind me, uh, the church building is in front, and I am in the sound booth. We just finished recording Pastor Jeff's message for this coming Sunday, and looking forward to seeing how that, um, uh, that, how that impacts our church folks. Uh, to be reminded of our task as believers to go and tell the world about the risen Savior. Um, before we get there, though, for this devotional, I just wanted to bring you back to the timeline of the resurrection. Last Sunday, we celebrated Easter, and it's obviously it's a great, great celebration. Um, it was great to be part of the sunrise service and see all of the parade of uh, the resurrection parade of cars coming. Um, so if you were part of that, thank you so much. That was encouragement to us. Um, the morning is a wonderful time of reflection about Jesus' victory over death and his resurrection. Um, the events that happened later that day, though, wanted to just spend a little bit of time thinking about the reality of Jesus' bodily resurrection. Um, it's not that we celebrate an empty cave and a stone that's been rolled away, but it's that we celebrate as Christians um, a bodily resurrected Lord Jesus, who appeared to people after the fact, after hanging on the cross, after being buried in the tomb, um, he really appeared to these witnesses. Uh, we read about it in all four Gospels of the New Testament, and these verses should not just be quickly uh, glossed over or uh, moved on from, in part because the resurrection as Christians is the capstone of Christian faith. I mean, without the resurrection, um, everything we hold to is, is pointless. If Jesus doesn't rise from the dead, then our faith is worthless and we're still lost in our sins. But as 1 Corinthians 15 says, but thanks be to God, Jesus did in fact rise from the dead. And we know this because he appeared to his followers. Um, and these were not the most faithful of followers. If you remember, the disciples were scared to death. When Jesus is arrested um, just a week and a half ago, I mean, they scatter. They're gone. Um, Peter is denying Christ uh, that same evening that he even knows him. Um, you get a picture of the, the crucifixion, not sure how many disciples are there actually watching, maybe some from afar, um, but they're scattered. And in fact, later that night, I mean, they're hiding. They're, they're doing their own coronavirus quarantine. I mean, they're literally uh, cowering in a room somewhere in Jerusalem, locked, the doors locked. They're not coming out. They think that those same people who just crucified Jesus are coming after them. So put yourself in that mindset. Um, who these, what these people are going through. It's, and then they hear this, re, this report, these ladies show up, and they're like, we've seen the Lord, we've seen him. <laughs> and Luke's gospel goes so far to say, what you're saying, it doesn't even make sense. It's like, well, how can that, how can that be when Jesus several times had told them, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, I will, be, uh, I will be rejected, I'll be put to death, and then three days later, I'm going to rise. The disciples just, it, it, didn't, it didn't click. By the, by the providence of God's spirit, it didn't click. Not until, not until they saw him with their eyes. And it was um, later that same night, resurrection night, 
that he appears to them in the upper room where they're, where they're cowering in fear. The doors are barred. They're locked. No one's getting in, certainly. And then Jesus just shows up right in the midst of them. And what's fascinating is who's there, who's not there. Um, and one of my favorite disciples is Thomas, and he's, he happens to not be there. Um, and, of course, he says the statements to the other disciples. He's like, hey, if, I'm, if I don't put my fingers in his nail prints, I want to put my hand in the side. Um, I'm not going to believe. I'm not going to believe. And I, I think Thomas is not so much doubting as much as he's just a rational human being. Uh, he's seen maybe crucifixions before. He understands that when Rome puts its foot on your neck like that, no one gets up. Uh, Rome is a pretty dominant powerhouse kind of entity, kind of, kind of government. And Thomas is like, yeah, I can't believe right now that Jesus actually won that battle. And so he says these things um, to his fellow disciples. And uh, it's the days, the days following the resurrection. So it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe they're walking through the marketplace. Maybe they're sneaking around in Jerusalem trying to, they're still afraid of what the authorities are going to do to them. So it's a week later, which today is Friday. Um, you have almost a week later. John's gospel says eight days later. So it's a week later that, that Thomas sees Jesus for the first time. And, of course, he has said these things that we call doubting, where he's like, I'm not going to believe unless. Um, so Jesus comes and he says, hey, Thomas, how you doing? Here's my hands. <laughs> put, put your hands, put your fingers in, my nail, in the nail prints. Take your hand, put it in your, my side. It's real. I'm real. I'm alive. And Thomas he doesn't make a move with his hands. He just simply says, my Lord and my God. In fact, let me read it for you. It's out of John's gospel. Um, it's John 20, verses 24 and following. It says this, Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he says to them, unless I see his hands and the mark of the nails and place my finger there, uh, put my hand in his side. I'll never believe. So that's where the passage kind of ends for a second. But then he says, eight days later, one week later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although, do although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace to you. And he says to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Put out your hand, take, put, put it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answers him, my Lord and my God. <laughs> it's a wonderful statement of confession from Thomas to the Lord Jesus of saying, yes, I believe. And Jesus responds to him. He says, have you believed because you have, you've seen me? He says, blessed are those who have never seen and yet they believe. John goes on to end his gospel by saying the reason this, this book has been written is so that, so that you might believe in the Lord Jesus and have life in his name. So the call goes out to you today. Don't look to see first and then believe. Instead, Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So my encouragement to you, is to believe and to know that when you believe, you will see the Lord Jesus. You will have sight 
blinders removed from your eyes so that you can, by faith, uh, learn to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and call him Savior. That's our prayer for you, and especially that you would know that the resurrection is not just um, about an empty tomb. We don't just celebrate a cave. We celebrate the risen Lord Jesus Christ, who bodily was appeared to his followers and to many who weren't his followers, and many at one time. And the testimony of the New Testament would validate the Christian faith so that we can stand in confidence and know that Jesus has, in fact, raised from the dead. And because he has, those of us who place our faith in the Lord Jesus for salvation can trust that we will also be raised from the dead. And that this life now that we live um, is not all that there is, but there is a life yet to come that we will get to share in with our Lord Jesus. So I ask you, do you believe in the Lord Jesus? Make today the day of your salvation.